you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, this sucks. Silver's down. Maybe you want to know why it's down. Maybe you want to know how it's down. Maybe you want to know when it's going to go up. And maybe you want to know how much confidence that the person talking to you has in that outcome. Well, we're going to answer all three of those. Good afternoon. It's 1 p.m. your time. It's 1041 my time when I'm recording this. I'm Vince Lancey, and this is the Arcadia Economics Silver Fix. Let's go, shall we? A little different today than normal. I'm going to go through the markets, and we're going to go through a trade that I just did. Okay? Here we go. You're looking at this, and you're saying, okay, this sucks. Silver's down. Maybe you want to know why it's down. Maybe you want to know how it's down. Maybe you want to know when it's going to go up. And maybe you want to know how much confidence that the person talking to you has in that outcome. Well, we're going to answer all three of those, all right? Hopefully accurately. So you can see that the market is down 1.71% after being down, oh, geez. Uh, well, I have a line here. There it is. After being down over 2.5%. This is the daily chart. And gold is not really down that much. Okay. That's why I bought silver today. We're going to get into that right now. So today's title is why I just bought silver and will buy it again. I'm going to walk through the reasons and a decision for the trade I just did. All right. Number one, these are the facts. The economic situation. China is in crisis. No bricks are buying. That's not bullish. Fault situation. Shanghai drainage. Is that bullish? Why is the market not going up? Metal sourcing. Scrap is the game now. Technicals. Bearish below 23.21. Flows. CTAs are short and playing China. They're profitable. Gold. China is buying. We'll get into that. What was done? What I did today? What makes the trade work? First, last week's recap. A little reality check. Last week, I said the basing action will occur if Friday's closing price is 23.76 or higher. Spot March. Basis March, I should say. Bullish above 24.50. Really bullish above 25.50. Remember that? And bearish on a close under 23.21. Well, we got a weekly close under, under 23.21, and that signaled more selling, even though there's buying in gold by the Chinese. Let's go through each of these, one through eight, and I'll explain how they factored into the decision I just made. Economic situation. China is in crisis. No bricks are buying. China will need to finally loosen the reins and let the stimulus come. When that happens, you will see silver up during China hours. I will add to this position then. I'm not saying it's going up now. Number two, fault situation, Shanghai drainage. This is going to be a little tricky for some of you, and I'll get into details some other time, but draining metal means taking it out, not buying it in China. This is a flow trade now, not a stock trade, meaning if they're taking metal out of the vault, they already bought it. When the metal goes in the vault, in China, that you know buying has taken place because they bought it from the United States. The EFP will be a tell if we are near a bottom again. I've talked about the EFP last year. I'll talk about it again this year, but it's on my radar now. So 
The Shanghai drainage is not bullish. It's bullish five years from now because that metal is not coming back on the market, but it's not bullish tomorrow. You're looking for one-to-one -one correlations. There's a lag here, and I'm, I'm explaining that. Metal sourcing, scrap is the game now. Another thing people don't know much about, but I'm going to help you out here. There is a shit ton of silver in the world above ground in the scrap pile. And it only comes out for one of two reasons. One, the price is high enough to make it come out. Two, the person who's long it is really losing money in some other aspect of his business. As it turns out right now, JP Morgan and the other banks that have China as a client buying silver for them, that's why it's not coming out of the vault as much, or that's why there's no none going into the vault. They're shopping for scrap. They're going to other miners. They're going to iron miners. They're going to, they're not going to nickel, but they're going to other metals that are that you pull silver out of and you heap leach. They're going to them and say, hey, you want to sell your silver? Oh, we were thinking about it. Well, guess what? They're thinking about it a lot more now because the economies in the world are wrapping out. So they want to get that silver sold to make a little money. So they are being spoofed by the market and the banks. Not you, not me. Okay? So when that metal is done being sourced, meaning being found, the market will change again. It's like, again, I've said this before, it's like a, a house that needs to be built on your block. Once that house is built and sold, then your house will go up. Supply needs to go away. Tentacles, bearish below 2321, reiterating what I said. Adding to that, technically, I'm friendly to the market above 2280. That's this line here. Lines don't mean much to me, but it's a reference point. It's a confirmation that a hurdle has been uh, uh, broached, breached. Okay. If the market drops, I will buy more between this line. This is a monthly chart now, right? So we're talking about a two to six month trade here. This is not an overnight trade, but it is a trade. Between here and here, between here and here, I will consider buying more because I look at this as a channel that it may just oscillate around and go up. And then if we get below this line, which is 20, 2021, 2022, I will consider buying more because I think this is where the bricks come in buying. And I will also look at RSI. So I have one third of a position put on. Flows, CTAs. Now you can't, let me make this a little bit bigger. Can't really see the small stuff here, but they're saying what I already know. CTAs have been active sellers of metals, both precious and industrial. And believe me, silver gets sold by both cohorts. I'm long gold, I'll sell silver. I think the economy is doing poorly, I'll sell silver. Why stocks are go up, going up is a different story. I'll touch on it another time. But there you go. They're sellers of metals and they're buyers of energy. However, China is buying gold. They're not buying silver. Remember that. That's what's going on with the spread, which we'll get to in a second. All right. Current positions and perspective flows. We expect more of the same for the remaining of January with similar volumes. I'm not upset about that because I think the other two-thirds of my position will get filled, meaning the CTAs aren't losing money yet. We need more CTAs to sell it in the hole. This is when CTAs get in trouble, meaning CTAs will get in trouble when silver makes a low and the RSI does not make a new low, classic technical indicator, or I see the EFP changing. 
right? And these two yellow lines here, this is when the bricks were buying. What happens next year, or I should say this year, right? Three quarters of the way through the year, October, what do you have? You have the BRICS meeting again right before buy season. So I'm looking at this in a, again, one to six months, one to five months. This is a trade. Gold, China buying will get filled. Okay. Another thing that people may not understand, but I'm going to say this to you, write this down. It's true. The first thing that people will hear, first thing that I was taught as a trader is markets trade to size. Broken markets trade away from size. Meaning it's an axiom. And in a real market, when there's a size order in the market, it flushes out the other people. I want to buy 5,000. And someone who needs to sell 5,000 is, oh, that's a lot of quantity. I can get all my trading done in one spot. Boom. People pay attention to big size trades. They're block trades. However, in a broken market, when you see a big order come out, I'm a buyer of 5,000. The market runs away from it. That's a broken market. A broken market is a market that doesn't accommodate liquidity. A broken market is not liquid. A broken market is a market like the S&P, when you go to sell two S&P futures and the market drops five handles running away from you. These markets are broken. The silver market, the silver paper market is one of the most broken. One of the most broken. But the silver physical market has come back in a big way. So physical markets trade to size like a healthy market. Paper markets run away from size. Now, why am I saying all that to you? Because the China buying is physical and it will get filled, meaning they're going to buy it here, they're going to get filled. They're going to buy it here, they're going to get filled. The market will hit their bid. They're not going to have to chase it because it's size, they're telegraphing, and it's physical. The banks right now are looking for someone to hit that bid. They want this buying filled because then they can push it lower. I'm right about that. Unless I'm wrong, but I'm right. So the rule is physical markets trade the size, paper markets run away from them. So with regards to gold, you need the gold buying to get filled on the bid. Again, they don't chase it normally. Once they're filled, then you see how the market acts. When that buying is filled in gold, if the market acts healthy, then I'm going to buy more silver. If the market acts shitty, I'm going to wait for the dip and buy more silver. I'll do some knife catching. So here's as much of the trade as I'm comfortable sharing. Today at 947, I'm filled on a spread. Call spread, put spread, none of your business. It takes, it goes out about, well, between one and six months. More than one though. All right. Oh, the reference point is 2200 in spot. So this is not a bragging trade. This is one third of a trade I want to put on. This trade is going to probably, I hope, be a loser. Now, I'm totally happy right now. It's, it's a winner, right? I feel very smart. I feel very vindicated. But that's, that's not the idea here. The idea here is to be wrong at first and to scale in. This market made a new low. Here, I'll show you what I mean. This market made a new low and the RSI made a new low. This market's not done going down yet, in my opinion. Now, why is this line here? I drew this afterwards to try and, to try and accommodate the technicians in the world. There you go. There you go. I connected this low on the green body to this. I'm sorry. I connected this low on the red body 
to this low on the red body here. And that line drew up there. So as long as this market stays above here, you should be flat to long. As long as this market stays below here, remember on the daily chart, you should be short. So in the short term, you should be short. In the long term, I'm buying here. And that's it. That's the whole, that's the whole session. It's time to start thinking about buying silver for a trade. I will give you more exciting. This is not a catalyst. This is a time to start. It's okay to catch the knife here a little bit, in my opinion. Uh, when the market, if the market keeps going lower, I'll tell you why I want it to keep going lower. I want it to keep going lower because that last put spread that I put on or call spread that I put on, I guess I just gave it away, right? Uh, that last put spread that I put on, I'm going to cover those and I'm going to take those profits and I'm going to buy physical because that's what the Indians will be doing. That's what the Russians will be doing probably. And that's what the Chinese will be doing again. That's it. I'm Vince. Have a great day. Well, thank you, Vince, as always, for today's report. Hope you found that helpful at home as we kick off another trading week and get a little closer to some of the events that are scheduled to happen in March, which I think will have quite an impact in the course of where the metals and a lot of things in the economy go later on this year. And we'll see whether that's March or whether some of those interest rate cuts begin a little bit later than that. But in either case, before we wrap up, I did just want to pass along a note that perhaps you may have seen as BlackRock Silver, one of the companies that is involved with the show here, is doing a financing they announced last week for $3 million in a bought deal, which since then, due to some of the appetite for the deal, has been upgraded to $5 million and is priced at $0.20 cents Canadian and comes with a warrant that offers one half of one common share that could be purchased at $0.30 cents Canadian at any point. 36 months after the closing of this offering. Again, as we talked about quite a bit last year, BlackRock did increase the size of their resource estimate from 42 million ounces of silver equivalent up to 100.04 million ounces. And that was using a 200 gram per ton silver equivalent cutoff grade, which left them with a mineral resource of 508.5 grams per ton silver equivalent. So if you would like to find out more or if you're interested in participating in the financing, I will have the link to that in the description field below. And certainly in the midst of an ongoing silver deficit, BlackRock positioning themselves to be one of the companies to benefit from that. So again, you can find out more at BlackRockSilver.com. And we're going to wrap up for today. But thanks for being here with us as always. And we will see you again tomorrow.